Welcome to Missing the Mouse. I'm Jeremy Pettigrew. And I'm Brad Burleson. And this week's going to be a rock and rolling time with Rock and Roller Coaster starring Aerosmith. Okay, okay. That was, I was not prepared for that intro. Dude, I'm amped up today. That was awesome. I love this attraction. So, so did you prepare by rocking out to some Aerosmith? I did. Okay, no, 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 none of that, nope. okay. none of that. We can't, we can't afford for Aerosmith to sue us. So, ah, no, yeah, yeah. We we will not be singing any Aerosmith songs on on today's podcast. Un- unfortunately, the podcast listeners are going to hear me replacing the sweet Aerosmith guitar lick I played on a real guitar with me making dumb mouth guitar noises uh specifically for copyright infringement reasons yes and our and our and all of our listeners will totally buy that that's what happened you did not just do mouth guitar sounds in the first place but anyway so we are talking about rock and roller coaster the first roller coaster and i know i've said this in past episodes but the first roller coaster of my entire life that i enjoyed Okay, so it wasn't the so it wasn't the first roller coaster that you were actually ri- that you actually rode. No, but it is the first one that I had fun on and I wasn't terrified of. So how long? Because you were what? What age were you when you rode Rock and Roller Coaster the first time? Uh, twenty three. Okay, and prior to that, what was your what was your most recent roller coaster experience? Uh, not counting Expedition Everest, um, which was a day before. Um, oh, so wait, 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 wait. Before before you get there, did you just say you didn't enjoy Expedition Everest? The, no, I was terrified. <laughs> just terrified. Because that is the first roller coaster I'd ridden since I was, man, probably 10. And it would, the one I rode at, at 10 was the Texas Cyclone at Six Flags Astroworld in Houston. Was that the old wooden one? In, yeah. Oh, that, that, was, that was rough. Yeah, and that like gave me this irrational fear of roller coasters that I didn't get over until I went on Rock and Roller Coaster starring Aerosmith. So thus, Rock and Roller Coaster starring Aerosmith is near and dear to your heart, right? <laughs> yes, yes, it is. it is. It is my favorite roller coaster at Walt Disney World. Wow, that's that's some pretty high praise. I mean, you know, because you you do have Expedition Everest, which mm-hmm. you know frightened the heck out of you. But I would assume, uh, did you go? Have you been on Expedition Everest since that time? No, um, I was. We were sick, so we went and we were going to go back to Animal Kingdom, have lunch, and then go on Expedition Everest. But lunch made us feel so terrible that we just went back and got on the bus and went to the airport and left. Like we had plans to go on it again because I was like, I got to conquer this thing, but didn't happen because we got sick. Well, that's probably for the best because that you you already had the I was totally freaked out by it the first time, and if you went on it when you weren't feeling well. Yeah, I could see that making that a permanent no uh, no ride for you. But fortunately, yeah. I do have a Fast Pass Plus for Expedition Everest for when I am at Walt Disney World in mid November. Okay, good. So you will so you will conquer that, and I'm assuming you will definitely be going on Rock and Roller Coaster again. We have three Fast Pass Pluses for Rock and Roller Coaster already scheduled. Three. Yeah. So if anybody was wondering whether or not Jeremy <laughs> was being honest about whether he liked this uh, roller coaster, he used three of his Fast Pass Pluses yep. 
and I, I can assure you that will not be all either. Those are just my scheduled fast pass pluses. So what what is it about uh, rock and roller coaster then that that makes you like it? I mean, so you went on Expedition Everest the day before. You were totally freaked out, clearly somewhat because this was your first roller coaster in thirteen years. Mm-hmm. But then the very next day you go on a roller coaster and you apparently really enjoy it. Yeah. So so what do you think it was about rock and roller coaster that made you enjoy it so much? It's inside. There is no lift hill. I've yet to go on a steel roller coaster outdoors. I've yet to, and, and that's what freaked me out so much about Expedition Everest is the lift hill. You know, you, you can see Epcot, you know, you can see Spaceship Earth and Epcot, and you can see the, all of the Animal Kingdom and stuff. And that freaked me out. And I can't, I, I can't be sure that, like, if I went on the Hulk at Universal Studios, that's a giant steel roller coaster, but it's outside and it's very tall, that I wouldn't freak out. I'm not a huge fan of being up high because um, I have like, uh, I have a fear of falling. And so uh, my, one of the, the main thing I like about it is it's completely indoors. And I do like that there's no lift hill. Like the adrenaline rush at the beginning of that roller coaster where you go, it goes from zero to the, its top speed of 57 miles per hour in less than three seconds. And just the, just the adrenaline rush from the beginning of that roller coaster kind of sustains my excitement for the whole thing. And kind of keeps that fear from creeping in and yeah. Well, and it's also, it's a smooth, it's a really, really smooth coaster. It is. And I, I do enjoy that too. It never feels, it never feels out of control the way a wooden roller coaster can or sound really. I think the sound of a wooden roller coaster is really what makes me feel like, Oh my gosh, this thing is going to murder me. Well, and if you're, if you're worried about the sound, you don't have to worry about the sound on rock and roller coaster starring Aerosmith because it's starring Aerosmith. And there is Aerosmith music blaring into your ears for the whole ride. Which is only a minute twenty two. And and it goes by so much faster when you're yeah. on it, I feel like. I mean, I feel like I'm on it and it's it's like I'm at the end and I'm like, no. Yeah. I know. When you pull up when you pull up into the uh, VIP parking for the concert and it's over. It's like, man, I I could do that again. I wish it would like stop and launch me backwards through the thing. Ooh, that could be you know, I bet they can't do that because I, I bet they would have to install launchers on the other side. But that would be so awesome if they could find a way to do that. Yeah, and they run four, uh, they run four trains at one time. Right. Yeah, so... This thing does 1,800 riders per hour. Yes, and the lines are typically, what, 40 minutes at, during yeah. the light times? Yeah. Dude, I can't... Like, that blows my mind. 1,800 riders per hour. Yeah, that's... It's crazy when you really start to think about how many people are actually in a park with you at any given time. Yeah. And to think that if you're waiting an hour to go on a rock and roller coaster, as long as it's operating at, you know, full capacity, there's about 2,000 people in that line. Yes. Yeah. And you're waiting with 2,000 people. And yet in a line of 2,000 people, it's only going to take you an hour. Yeah. Which starts to sound pretty impressive. So, yeah. So... And looking up, uh, you know, all the fun little information, because, you know, I've done Rock and Roller Coaster a bunch of times. Um, I, I really enjoy Rock and Roller Coaster. 
Um, I don't I don't know that it's it is my favorite coaster, but I don't know that it's not either. I I really have trouble ranking that stuff. I would say that it's definitely right there with um, Expedition Everest. Uh, gosh, probably just those two. I mean, as much as I like space and um, you know, Big Thunder and all those things. I just, yeah, it, it's going to be one of those. It's going to be either of those. And I would, you know, it's more like a 1A, 1B situation. Um, I know, that, like, though, it is my dad's, one of my dad's favorite attractions, if not his favorite attraction in all the parks. Um, and I remember him being extremely, extremely disappointed one day when we, we headed over there. And uh, it was 101, so it was out of commission. Uh, and just about ruined his trip. Disney. <laughs> no. Luckily, though, you can just walk right out and go on Tower of Terror and enjoy yourself. Yeah, but when Rock and Roller Coaster is 101, what does that do to the line at Tower of Terror? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah. But I, I did think it was kind of cool, though, that I never knew. So, I've, I've, again, I've ridden this numerous times, and it was always interesting to me how the soundtrack changed mm-hmm. based on, you know, based on ride, but little did i know it's actually based on coaster yeah that was that was one thing like and wikipedia lists it out by the license plate yes you can tell which license plate is which you know song or medley of songs and the they run so they run four trains at a time uh but they always have one in repair um and so you get you have you have a you have four trains and then you have a the fifth one that's always in repair and they swap them out every once in a while for uh safety reasons and the cast members who are or i guess the the mechanical guys who are swapping them out actually swap the license plates onto the one that they're taking out of the repair bay and they program the correct song in so you constantly have like the song and the license plate always go together. Yeah, you can actually you can actually depend on, you know, if you're in too fast for you, you're going to get sweet emotion. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just going to happen. And they've actually got, so they're running four out of, but they actually have a sixth car. So there are five different license plates, five different sets. And then there's a sixth car. And that's the one that they actually have to go and unbolt a license plate, stick it on there. And I guess stick a USB drive in or something and say, all right, now you are, you know, you go, babe. And is it five? Yeah. Is it five at a so, time? No, no. Four in operation uh-huh. out of a possible five that they have ready, but then they also have a sixth limo ah, in the, I gotcha. in the okay. fleet gotcha. sort of thing. So, yeah. But I, again, I just didn't know that. You know, I knew that I heard uh, different songs depending on which time I went, but I always just assumed it was randomized. I had no mm-hmm. clue that you could actually look on Wikipedia and find out. Uh, you know, which car you were going to be on, which now makes me kind of go, okay, so which one of this for the minute and 22 seconds yeah, that I'm on this ride, which one of these uh, soundtracks would I like to hear, you know? Yeah, I do like that it enables you to tell the cast member who's doing loading, like, uh, I'd like to wait. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and wait for the next car. Um, yeah. But to to me, I could actually, as crazy as that sounds, I could actually see doing that because... Um, well, you know, I, let's be honest. I, any of the soundtracks for a minute and 22 are great, but I think that the, the music actually does add to the ride, you know? See, I didn't even realize that I wrote it twice. Uh, last time I was at Walt Disney World, I didn't realize there was music. Really? 
I was screaming so loud. Like, I did not even realize that music was playing. Claire was like, and the music, like, really synced up well with the ride, too. And I was like, there was music? Because I heard Steven Tyler. He counts down five, four, three, two, one, In each year. In each year. And then... I couldn't hear anything else because I was like, I was so, the adrenaline was pumping so fast and I was like screaming the whole time because it was so much fun. And like, I, I, I have never experienced Aerosmith on that ride. So then your, so your goal for your next visit is to actually be able to hear the soundtrack. Yeah. I've really got to focus hard on it. That it's going, and uh, you know, they give you what, what is it like five speakers per seat? Yeah. In order to be able to, so Disney wants you, listen to the music, man. Come on. Disney really wants you to hear this. And other, and if you're not listening to the music, then it's not starring Aerosmith. Yeah, except for the uh, <clears throat> awesome pre-show. What, wait, wait, wait. What, what's up with that? <clears throat> <laughs> that is, uh, uh, it's kind of lame. No, no. It, the the cast member, the second time we went on it, the cast member was like, when when Steven Tyler says, "Hey, man, why don't you come on to the show? We got a super stretch limo over here." The cast member guy was like. Oh man, how crazy. That never happens every three minutes. <laughs> and that, that really made me laugh. But I mean, I guess the first time you see it, it's kind of kitschy and fun. And it's it's definitely Disney-ish, I think. But it was like, just, okay, come on. Oh man, come on. I spend the next like two weeks yelling out, to the forum! At yeah. random events. I mean, <laughs> and and anything that can give me a catchphrase when I'm done... That's a winner to me. That's a winner. To the forum. And, and here's the thing. You, you talk about this cast member who, you know, is making this joke about every three minutes. Again, in, in reading about this, and I never saw this personally because apparently they had wised up by the time I went. They, they said there was actually a cast member whose job, it, who, who their job was when Joe says, you know, can, hey, Chris, can you grab my black Les Paul? Some cast member was supposed to walk onto the set grab it, and then walk off the set. So imagine that's your job. Every three minutes. So then basically everybody carts off. You run back in there, put put the Black Les Paul back in place, and you stand off to the side waiting for this thing to run through again. Ugh. I mean, audio animatronics, Disney. Get it? Yeah. You you have them. Please make somebody make one of them do this job. So now is it just nothing? Uh, no. So apparently they had recorded, uh, either they had recorded or they did record a, um, a, a, a voice that says, yeah, Joe, I got it. You know, that's supposed to be some random roadie. Gotcha. Um, and they were using that when there wasn't a cat. Basically, I think they said it was for when the attraction was overstaffed. But I'm like, put another greeter out front or something. Please don't make somebody do that. Yeah. But anyway. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that is. But yeah, I. I <laughs> I totally agree that the that the pre-show is cheesy, but I it's fun. It's a fun kind of cheesy, you know. It's not it like is. a oh gosh, it's okay. It's not Norway film. No, yeah, you're right. I'm not trying to run through unless I just want to get in line. I'm not trying to run through there. So I think it. I think it. It. It is what it is. Now, could they afford to update it now that Rock and Roller is 15 years old? Yes. Yeah, it opened in, ni- in July 1999. Yeah, so it's 15 years old. So, yes, it could use an update from that respect. And I think that would be cool if they did it. Um, but the lines aren't going to go under 40 minutes because it's still the same thing for 15 years. And if it ain't broke, 
why fix it is probably going to be Disney's argument. Yeah, it's not keeping people from from visiting the attraction, so I can't see why they would they would fix what ain't broke. Yeah, and and you know I think that Rock and Roller Coaster again, you know as we as we talk about every time we talk about attractions, um, I, I really enjoy the theming on it. You know, I the here's the thing: the G Force Records thing, I could kind of take or leave. the The pre show theming, I could kind of take or leave, but the alleyway theming. Oh man, with the chain link fence yes. and yeah, dude, it's and awesome. It, just, it gives you you feel like you're actually out in some alley. Yeah, and then the the lighting when in the unload area, uh-huh. they got the those round lights hanging, and it looks really neat. Yeah, you feel yeah when you get to unload, you feel like you're actually about to walk into some rock concert or something. Yeah, or the gift shop. <laughs> yes, <laughs> rock concert or gift shop. That should that should be some that should be a new game for people to play. All right, <laughs> here we go. Now then, are we about to walk into a rock concert or a gift shop? And if you're in Disney, chances are gift shop. shop. But yes, yeah, like I said, I just <laughs> I love how immersive that theming becomes. And and again, it's I don't have a problem with the with the G Force before that. It just I don't know. For me, it falls a little flat. You know, it's it's a whole nother thing because. Basically, if if you've never been on it, you walk out of this recording studio room through a door into the al- this back alleyway, and there's chain link fence, and there's like cones and trash, and but you have this very clear view of people loading into the ride vehicles, the ride vehicles pulling around this corner, and then stopping and basically locking into the launcher for when. Uh, Steven Tyler counts down and then, you know, they do the 5G, uh, you know, launch. And so you, you probably see three or four ride vehicles do this launch. And it's just like, like, it's so genius to watch, you know, watch all these people basically disappear into darkness, moving faster than, you know, you've ever seen anything move before. And, and just, they disappear into darkness and all you can hear is their screams trail off. And then the next one comes up and all you hear is, you know, five, four, three, two, one, ah, into the darkness. And it's just like, it's so, it's so genius to, to be able to watch people do that. Cause most roller coasters, if you're watching them, all you're going to do is see people go up a, you know, lift hill and then it's over. But the way that that ride starts out. And the way that they've made that, like the centerpiece of the load the load area is like that's what made me go oh my gosh i'm gonna love this just the theming of that area and and it's it goes from the queue is g-force records and they have posters of people who are signed to disney music uh disney's music label and you go through and there's you know platinum records and gold records and hand montana and like all the you know whoever and then you go into this, the scene that we were talking about where they're like, you know, hey, we got to get to the forum and can you grab my Les Paul? And the door opens and you walk into this alleyway and it all becomes real. Immediately, everything that you're like, you're, you're watching this screen with Aerosmith on it. And then the door opens and it's one of the, it's one of those really magical things where like you just watch them leave and then you're walking out and it, it all just becomes this real thing where it's like, was that actually Aerosmith back there? You know, it's like, it's a really magical thing. And 
I, it's, it's one of the better, you know, done things. And, and I think it's so funny that it's right next to tower of terror, which is arguably the best done thing, you know? And it's like, whatever Imagineers were on, was that, is that sunset Boulevard mm-hmm. in Hollywood studios? They were, you know, they just nailed it. They absolutely nailed it. Yeah, and I think that I think it's just a you know evidence that they were given the time and the freedom to to really make something work, you know. And and the thing is that at the end of the day, it's just a what a Vacoma coaster. Yeah, it's just a roller coaster. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not like Disney custom made their own coaster or anything. I mean they 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 bought a coaster from a company. And in fact, this coaster is even in use. Where where is it at? Um, it's in Holland. It's called Express Platform Thirteen. Right. So so this is not even a coaster that is like unique to. Of course, that one's all outdoor. And you, if you went and did that one, I would almost guarantee you it's going to be totally different than when you go do Rock and Roller Coaster, starring mm-hmm. Aerosmith. Because <laughs> sorry, I'm I'm just going to keep throwing that in there. I love that that is actually part of the name that you have to say starring Aerosmith. Um, oh, you do. You know, it, it really reminds me of when I was working at um, Mission Space, you know, we were doing Mission Space Race uh, by HP. And our... Did you have to say by HP though every time? Yes. Oh, yeah, that was in the script, man. And you, you, could, you could play with a lot of things in the script, but you did not miss those by HP uh, kicks because if you did and a manager heard you, you were going to be in serious trouble. I mean, you could, you could, you could get away with a lot of stuff, and I got away with a lot of stuff as far as you know, just trying to change up the script, keeping it more interesting for myself. But you don't miss those by HPs, so don't you mess up those sponsor names, Brad. So I'm not going to miss starring Aerosmith, sponsored by Hanes, uh, for the Rock and Roller uh, Coaster. That it sounds like a joke. But that is really the 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 sponsor, right? That is. Our, it, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Let's let's let me rephrase that. Wikipedia says that is the current sponsor. No, I I think you're right because I remember I remember walking up to it the first time and there's like this you know this huge guitar and the neck like bends out into like a highway and then there's an upside down um, Cadillac right over the the archway into the the ride and then there's a huge like. Right underneath the name of the thing, there's a huge Hanes, you know, logo. And I was like, okay. You know, and after I badmouth the, uh, the art, not, not badmouth, but I say that I, you know, there's really nothing that I really take away from the entry area, the GeForce Records section of it. Um, let me just go ahead and say, though, I love, love that entryway, like the, the outdoor section. Before you, before you actually get into the queue, yeah, there's like a tent. Yes, yeah, it, it feel it has this concert festival feel to it, and I I that that Cadillac that then and the the guitar that turns into the neck turns into a coaster track, and you have the upside down upside down limo above you. That is awesome. That is so cool. It can, it gives you a feel for oh, dude, this is going to be really cool. This is something really cool. I'm about to get onto. It perfectly, without movement or anything, describes the ride. Yes. Yeah, you know what's about to happen. You're going to get on this thing, and it's going to be very similar to what you see right in front of you right now. 
amazing. Yes. So yeah, de- definitely. And and again, I I never like um, downplaying downplaying any of the theming, but. I, I will say the one thing that when I think about here's the thing the only thing that really sticks out to me about GeForce Records is the marble door, and that's because everybody who walks by it inevitably, like as I say marble door in my head, I hear the <laughs> noise that 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 and, and so basically it's a door. It's got marbles mounted into it, but they're loose mounted, so people can run their hands down. And the marbles move. That's the thing that sticks out to me most about the GeForce Records. It's area. impressive. Yeah, it is. It's it's That's pretty kind of cool. cool. Um, if the line's moving slowly, it gets kind of annoying after about the fifteenth yeah. person starts making that noise. But other than that, yes, very 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 cool. And, um, and you only have to be four feet tall to ride rock and roller coasters. Really? So yeah. Wow i I would have thought it would you because I mean that thing's got three inversions in it, doesn't it? Hmm. Man. Wow. Yeah, and one one straight away, but I I believe it's forty eight inches is the minimum height. That that's that's not very tall at all. All right, Brad. Final judgment. Rock and roller coaster. My final judgment on rock and roller coaster is I want to go to Paris and ride it. And I was in Paris, and either a it wasn't there when I went, or I didn't go because they've got two parks there, and I. It, Whatever it was, I did not get to ride Rock and Roller Coaster in Paris, and I, now I want to ride Rock and Roller Coaster in Paris. Is it different? It's the exact same track, but instead of... So, so again, the, the whole idea, the whole concept is you're trying to get to the Aerosmith concert. That is the, that is the uh, overarching idea behind Rock and Roller Coaster at Walt Disney World. Right. In Paris, the overarching idea is We've created this, you know, Aerosmith has teamed together with GeForce Records to create this totally new way of experiencing music. And so you're not writing a limo, you're writing what they call a sound tracker. Why they came up with that name, I don't know. But the cool part about it is, apparently, there's a light show going on in the, you know, in where the roller coaster is. Mm-hmm. And the light show changes colors based on which coaster you're on. Hmm. So, you know, the sound tracker one gets a green light show theme. The Soundtracker 3 gets a multicolor light show theme. And then again, just like with uh, Walt Disney World in Orlando, it's all, uh, it's all tied to you know, specific songs. Hmm. So, yeah, again, it's a no-brainer that, that Rock and Roller Coaster is a yes for me all day, every day. But now I suddenly just really want to go to DLP and see. But what, inter- what kind of interests me about this is... How hard, if it's the exact same track and everything, which it is, um, I wonder if they could ever transform Florida's over to this. Just to give us, just, I, just give me a taste of this, Disney. I, I'd like that. But anyway. Possibly. I mean, I, I can't imagine that's, you know, more than just a little bit of a, you know, technology change. Yeah, they, they might have to put more lights in and things like that to do um, whatever the, you know, whatever it takes to get all the stuff working but Mm -hmm. anyway i was really really impressed when i found out that they had a whole and yes i know shiny things i i really just want to go because of the light show but i want to go because of the light show it is the best and you should ride it at least three times at least you should you should assign at least three fast pass pluses this is the missing the mouse recommendation minimum of three fast pass pluses in a what week trip 
In, yes, in a six-day trip. In a six-day trip. and Seven days, six nights. How, how many, wait, okay, so of your three, like, are these all three on different days? Yeah. So you've got, so of your six-day trip, well, you're, you're some phantasmic fan anyway. Of your three-day <laughs> trip, you have three days devoted just to DHS. Well, three mornings. I, I booked all of our FastPass Pluses in the AM uh-huh. of every day. Uh, so I think our latest booking is 1230 okay. the whole trip. So basically we'll have the mornings in whatever park we're booked in. Um, and then the afternoons to go to whatever other park we want to schedule, you know, one off fast passes in. Okay. Well, that makes you a smart cookie. So, Hey, thanks man. <laughs> and that'll about do it for this week's episode. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at MTM podcast. Uh, you can like us on Facebook at Missing the Mouse, and you can visit our website at www.missingthemouse.co. And have a magical day. Yeah.